Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to mini episode 233 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from November the 13th 2022 and story number one comes from Beth. I was around three years old and we lived in a rather creepy house. My mum was putting my eldest brother to bed and myself and my younger brother were in bed and my dad was working nights and my mum had just watched the trailer for Blair Witch. She is also a believer. It creeped her out and she thought to herself, watch the lights go off now. And within a minute, they did. All lights out as she carried my brother up the stairs. We had one of them living room doors where the glass was frosty and she saw a rather tall figure, all black, around six feet tall and she ran. My mum then checked the electrical box and the switch was still showing all lights on. And lo and behold, they came on and she did not sleep until my dad came home. I worked at a catering company and we were catering for an event at a place called Dunham Massey which is a creepy mansion in the middle of land with a very long driveway. Myself and a friend were prepping tables in one of the halls which had a piano and I shit you not we heard a key play. There was no one around but us. We watched the piano and with our eyes we saw two separate keys be pressed down. We froze and we whispered the fuck do we do? And then, in a literal instant, there were light running sounds across the stage, and the curtain moved as if to hide behind, but there was no one there running. Safe to say we ran out of there and didn't go back to the room. We were shaking and pale white. The owner confirmed this happens a lot, and that sometimes they will also sing. A couple of years back, I worked as a weekend receptionist in a care home. It was a creepy place with all sorts of noises and aberrations. There was one particular lady who didn't talk. She moaned and spent her days in an armchair on the ground floor in the living room. One night, myself and two carers were staying with her. She was not doing great, and she sat with her eyes closed, not breathing well. She then shot forward towards me and stared into my freaking soul and muttered something. Her carers were in shock at how fast she moved. We couldn't hear what she said and something came out of her and went through me. And I stood up, her eyes staring at me as I ran into the hallway and I fainted with a panicked, intense feeling inside my body. Later that night she passed away and I couldn't sleep for around two weeks. I was scared to my core. I saw a lot of death there and I can assure you I had my share of spooks. My final story is a sweet story. 
My granddad was the best and I miss him with my heart. He went into hospital on New Year in 2019 and was due to come out a few days later when I received a call to say that he had two heart attacks and was put into the ICU. My fiancé stayed at home with our then two-year-old son as I got a three-hour train to go home and see him. When I got to the hospital, I could see he wasn't going to survive. His fingertips were near black, which working in a care home means death. I sat with him while my mum and my auntie watched him, telling me, give him a few weeks and he'll be back to himself. I told him I loved him and it was okay to go now. I left and as soon as the door shut, his heart monitor stopped and he had gone. I fell to the floor and cried. I wasn't ready for this day at all. We had this special thing that every day we would have one, two, three, one thousand hugs and he would count our hugs. He waited for me to come and see him and then he left me. That same year, my nan, granddad's wife but separated, became ill with dementia and she also passed. It was a hard time for us all and me and my nan had a love-hate relationship as she preferred my brothers, whereas I was granddad's favourite. A year later, my little boy was in his room when I heard him giggling and talking. I didn't think much until he said, Mum, granddad said one, two, one thousand hugs. My heart stopped. Grandad said Nana's okay and we dance to your song, which is my Nan's favourite. I said, oh okay, well I love them both very much. My son then paused and said, they love you mama and everything is okay. My son was three and a half. I told my fiancé and he is sceptical but fully believed us and I still cry now. I know they're still here with me. My mum believed me and cried as she had lost both her parents that year. Oh, so we've got a couple of couple of little stories in there. Um, firstly, the Blair Witch Project still scares the bejesus out of me. Like it still fills me full of dread when I think about that film. And the second one, as in the recent prequel, sequel, sequel, I think, that came out like only in the last kind of five or six years. Um, both of those movies absolutely petrify me, still terrify me. So if I was your mom and I was like, you know, carrying the kid upstairs and in my head I was like, oh shit, I know the lights are going to go off. And then they went off. I'd be like flinging the kid into the air. Do you know? They're, oh, I'd lose my mind. And then seeing a tall, dark figure after watching after watching the trailer for the Blair Witch Project. Oh no, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. I'd have the house sold. I'd have divorced her, your dad by the time he'd gotten home. I'd be, I'd be, I'd have started a new life somewhere different. Because I just wouldn't be able for it. I love in the second story how the owner was just like, yeah, this happens a lot. And sometimes they sing to, um, who? Who sings? Who are you talking about? Like, why are you saying this so casually? I also would be like, what the fuck do we do with this if I was standing watching the keys on the piano press down? Because I think pianos are, are tricky things. You know what I mean? They, they're obviously, they've got all wires inside them. So, you know, if there's something, if you if you... If something falls on the floor in a particular way, like the sound will reverberate through the piano, etc., etc., right? But if you're watching the keys physically being pressed down, that's very different. Very serious question. I wonder what they sing. That's what I'd I'd be asking. What's the song of choice? Or does it change? Um, I also have to agree with your care home story. Not agree, that's not the right word. Um, But I... 
when people are dying, the body does some pretty terrifying things. You know, we often, I've said this before, we we often, and death can be really peaceful and lovely. It can be really, you know, quiet and calm and people can just slip away in their sleep. And that's, you know, if that happens, wonderful. But sometimes that is not how it happens. And it can be horrifying. Death can be absolutely petrifying. And finally, your granddad and his 1,000 hugs. It's just so specific. It's so specific. That's not just like your son going, granddad says hi. And then you get that comfort from that. And you deserve to get comfort from that. But that, but the spe- specificity, specificity, I can't say that word, of saying a little phrase that you and your granddad used to say to each other all the time. Oh, those stories kill me. They do kill me. Like, and I, and I, you know, I hope they bring other people comfort. I hope it makes people feel like that their story is valid and that it is their loved person coming back to say, "Hey, I'm okay and I love you." Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number two comes from Kaoloe. Now, Kaoloe, I'm really, really hoping that I've pronounced that properly. So they very helpfully sent me like a phonetic way to pronounce the name, because and which I'm glad for, because I definitely would have gotten it wrong if I was left to my own devices. So I really hope that I've put the emphasis, emphasis in the right place. Let's get into it. In Hawaiian culture, growing up around spirituality and the paranormal is as normal to us as breathing. We're taught from a very young age about superstitions, ancient spirits, gods and goddesses, etc. Coming from such a rich and deep culture that has been watered down by Westerners and tourism, it is essential that these practices and beliefs are passed down and kept alive in families. I am no different. My family comes from generations of spiritual practitioners and Hawaiian healers. My siblings, cousins and I, We're taught never to fear spirits or bad energy because they feed off it. Of course, we almost never listened and always got scared. Every single one of my family members has at least one gift. My aunt and uncle are both spiritual advisors or ministers. My mother can sense energy in people and nature. My brother and sister receive Inoa Po or dream names. This is one of the only ways to name a new child in Hawaiian culture. I am able to channel messages from the other side and shield people from spiritual harm. Some are more gifted than others, but everyone is unique. 
That being said, this is the story about the single scariest thing that has happened to me. I was 18 or 19 years old and finding myself after deciding not to go back to college and just work. Then the retail store I was working at closed down. I saw this as an opportunity to be a free spirit and enjoy being a very young adult and do whatever I wanted and that meant doing nothing. I stayed home, hung out with friends, didn't look for a job, all of that. I wasn't reckless by any means, just lazy. This lasted about a year. One night I decided to go to the beach at night with a few friends. This particular night was Pokane night or night marchers. I didn't notice until I saw that there were no stars. I didn't think to look up the moon phase that night. Night marchers are famous in Hawaiian folklore and we have a very high respect for them. If you hear the drums or see their torches, run. Luckily for my dumbass, I didn't see them that night. Still, after a while, we began to feel creeped out by just how dark it was and decided to call it a night. After a few weeks, I went back to my lazy self, but it was different. I stayed home and did nothing. I stayed up all night and slept all day. I wasn't eating and was barely drinking. I had constant migraines. I didn't let anyone see me. I stayed in my room and only left to use the bathroom. I didn't speak to anyone. I was literally keeping myself hostage in my room and this went on for three months. I finally let my best friend visit because she was concerned about me. I only allowed her to visit me at night, with the lights off. One night we were lying down and talking when she bolted up and said, I have to go, I can't stay here. I looked at her and asked why. She looked at me like a scared child, almost on the verge of tears. She whispered, There's something in your closet and it keeps staring at me. Well, naturally, I thought she was batshit crazy because this was just so random. But the look on her face made it clear that she was genuinely bothered by this. So I said my goodbyes and she left. She vowed never to come back until that thing was out of my house. I had no idea what she was talking about and shrugged her off. I felt fine. No energy. Nothing went bump in the night. I was fine. That December, my mother dragged me out of the house to go to her company Christmas party with her. Her co-workers were all like family to us, so I guessed it'd be nice to see everyone. When I got there, my mom's staff member and best friend saw me and was completely shocked. Are you sick? she asked. You're so pale. I scoffed. Well, yeah, I've always been white. Which is true, I was always fair. I could never get a tan and almost always got sunburned. My family always said I pulled too much of the Irish and Norwegian side. But when I went to the bathroom, I looked at myself for the first time in weeks and was horrified. My face was sunken in. There were dark circles under my eyes. I was literally translucent. I could see every vein in my face. I looked sickly and on the verge of death. Something inside of me woke up. I stayed quiet the rest of the evening, thinking about what had happened to me. That night, when I got to my room, everything was different. The room was freezing. It felt like an icebox. Yeah, it was December, but Hawaii winters are never that cold. I looked around and suddenly felt aware of my surroundings. I didn't feel safe, and I felt like I was being watched. My mom then came in, looked around, and said, You've finally woken up. Let's find out what's going on in here. 
As if fate was on our side, a couple of days after the Christmas party, my mother and I ran into her good friend at the supermarket. This friend is very tapped into his spiritual gifts and is one of those people you just gravitate towards. We talked about what was going on and within an hour of talking in the parking lot, he goes, I need to come to your house now. Let's go. Before I knew it, we were at my house getting ready for a blessing. Hawaiian salt in a bowl of water, tea leaf and endless praying. My mom's friend had informed us that I had taken home a spirit the night I went to the beach. The spirit was an older male. He likes you, my mom's friend said. He was attracted to my light and energy and had followed me home. He didn't want to hurt me and didn't know that he was essentially sucking the life out of me. I was told this spirit hid himself well. He stayed in my closet, crouched down and watched me. It kept me up at night and let me sleep during the day. He didn't like anybody else around me. This went on for three months. A cold chill ran up my spine and my body exploded in chicken skin or goosebumps. My mom was livid. I was genuinely afraid and just wanted all this to be over. My mom's friend began blessing the entire house. Every corner and door frame of every room, every nook and cranny. This took about two hours. Then it was time for my room. He went in, blessed the walls and my closet and then ran out. He's trying to stay. He's going in and out of every room. Yes, this man was literally chasing a ghost. Okay, I got him. Hold the front door open. The spirit was hiding in the front closet of our house, just feet away from the entrance. Because we lived in an apartment, we had a heavy security door that needed force to close. I propped it open with a heavy ceramic planter. As my mom's friend was getting ready to bless the closet... The front door began to close, moving the planter out of its way and slamming shut. The sound was so loud it echoed through our courtyard. There was no wind that night, but even then the wind couldn't do anything to close it. I thought that was it, but nope. The spirit just slammed the door, he doesn't want to leave you. Now I wanted to cry. I was scared, I was angry and I just wanted this to be over. I prayed like I had never prayed before. I shut my eyes so tight I could see shapes and stars behind my eyelids. I asked God, my ancestors and any other higher power to get rid of this thing. I opened my eyes to the front door slamming shut again. Get the hell out of here, my mom's friend yelled. You can't have her, leave. And then peace. Warmth, safety. He was gone. Relief mixed with exhaustion, it was over. Almost instantly I felt as though I could breathe again. I felt my cold hands begin to warm. I smiled for the first time in three whole months. It was as if I was coming out of a coma. We blessed my room again and then said our thank yous and goodbyes to mom's friend and he left just like that. I'm 28 now and still get freaked out telling that story. Since that night I made a point to learn as much as I could about the paranormal and spirituality in general. I respect it and have learned to integrate it into daily life. In 2020, I was diagnosed with bipolar depression. I admit that I questioned some of my experiences since my diagnosis. Were they just manic or depressive episodes? Who knows? Of course, I support science, but my culture has always been at the forefront of my beliefs. My story isn't as exciting and scary as others I've heard on this podcast, but this will stay with me forever. I've learned so many lessons from that incident. Always check the moon phase. 
always carry salt with you and always tell them to stay where they are and that they are not allowed to follow you home. I think you've made such an important point about the importance of cultural heritage and spirituality and I I think Hawaiian culture is so fascinating but I can I can understand no I can't understand because I'm not living in that world I guess I can't even imagine what it must feel like to watch this as you said watered down version of your culture and practices and your spiritual beliefs watch it being enacted for tourists and then the frustration of watching people think that that's that's what your culture is all about I had absolutely no idea about the tradition of dream names until I was doing the episode about the night marchers. I don't know when that was, maybe last year sometime. And um, and while I was looking at the um, episode, um, the research for the episode of night marchers, I came across this, this idea of dream names. And I was like, oh my, that's amazing. I've never heard of that before. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be messing with the night marchers either from what I've read about them. And uh, I would be leaving as well, I have to say. If I was out and I realised it was a night march or night, I'd be like, shit, no, I'm not taking the risk. I know myself well enough to know that I am going to look. I am not going to be able to not look. I'm a moron. I'm an idiot. I would look. And then I'd be murdered into oblivion by the night marchers. And I'd probably deserve it. The idea of you sort of just wasting away is really terrifying that's really scary that this this whatever it was this entity could follow you home the spirit could follow you home and accidentally suck the life out of you without realizing that's what it was doing and I think the point that KLOE has made is incredibly important um I think I think that these things can live alongside each other and by these things I mean science recognizing that mental health can be the cause of some of these things but also recognizing that your spirituality exists your spirituality is valid your cultural history and heritage is valid and those beliefs that you have in spirits in the paranormal in religion in whatever it is that those things are also valid too one doesn't have to cancel out the other but let me tell you, I am glad that you ran into that friend of your man's and he was able to go and kick the shit out of that ghost and be like, no, I don't care what your intentions are. I don't care that your intentions are good. I don't care that you're looking at KLOE and you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's a lovely light. I want to hang around. No, it's not the point. Get out. You're making them translucent and veiny and that's not what's needed. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Beth and KLOE for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from November the 13th, 2022. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can subscribe to Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you can get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.